Welcome back to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam. We've got a quick one this time around. I want to just cover walls on wall types in this particular segment. It'll be a short one, but there is information in here that will catch you with your uh, feet flat if you don't have this information. So buckle in, listen up, and make sure that you've got this information. Interior walls. Most of the walls that have been done for the last, I'm going to say, at least 50 years, and again, you know, that might change depending on what year you listen to this, but it's been quite a while since we did anything but sheetrock walls. Back in the day, you know, let's say 1930, 1940, they didn't have sheetrock, so what they did is they did what's called lath and plaster. You still had the frame there that uh, they did, similar to the way framing is done now. Didn't smooth out the studs, but they still had, you know, they had a real 2 by 4 that they would actually use for the framing. Over that, they would use these little pieces of wood. Those are called lath, and they were maybe, I don't know, an eighth of an inch thick, and they were wide enough to bridge the gap from one stud to the other. As you're looking at the wall, they're going to bridge horizontally. So the purpose of those is to provide enough structural support so that the plaster that they're about to slather on, to use a term, that plaster is going to stay. With the plaster on, now you've got a lath and plaster wall, and that's great. It's definitely a lost art. There are very few people that still do it. There are some people that still need to know how to do it because occasionally you've got to do repairs on those walls. Most people will choose to just tear off the lath and plaster and go with sheetrock, but not everybody decides to go that direction. So you still do have a few craftsmen who know how to do a lath and plaster wall. It's a lot more expensive. There are certain parts of the country, though, that will go with plaster. Maybe yours is one of them, if so you're going to want to do a lot more research than what I'm about to tell you. But that is the concept with lath and plaster. So then uh, somebody decided, hey, you know, we can use gypsum to create a more easy wall to put plaster on. So they basically created sheetrock, but then they'd punch holes through it. And then those holes would be the anchor, if you will, so that the plaster would hang onto the sheetrock. Then again, a little later, somebody came up and said, hey, let's just bag this whole plaster idea and just go straight with the gypsum sheetrock wall. And presto, the sheetrock wall was invented, never to be returned back to plaster again, at least for the masses. So the reason I bring this up and the reason why I feel like it's important to do its own segment, even though it is a fairly minor item, you will, as you go through inspections, you will occasionally run into those old homes where they have lath and plaster. And if you don't know the difference between lath and plaster and sheetrock, you're going to look real bad. And, you know, that will definitely affect your credibility for the other items on the home uh, inspection that you do. And it will affect the buyer's willingness to refer you out, and it will affect the realtor as well. So you got to know, again, the difference between sheetrock and lath and plaster. There was a transition period. I know that I grew up in a home that was built in 1959. In that home, we had lath and plaster. I'm going to say that by the time the 70s rolled around, we pretty much were done with lath and plaster, and it, it was sheetrock, been sheetrock ever since. 
So how do you find out the difference? One way is to just knock on it. If it sounds like sheetrock, you know, if it sounds more hollow, then you got sheetrock. The lath and plaster is going to be a harder, more solid sound because there's a lot more material there. And obviously the gypsum in the sheetrock wall is partly air, and so it's going to be something that sounds like that. That's one way to do it, probably the best way to do it. Otherwise, you're getting you know something to dig or you're going to look at maybe an interface where you've got a, an electrical plug, something like that. But usually just knocking on the wall will tell you whether you got it. The weakness, of course, with lath and plaster is if you've got to get in there and do any rewiring, it is a major pain. And of course, these older homes all have to be rewired. You'll rarely see an older home where the electrical has been completely redone despite the homeowner's insistence that it was, you know, quite often they'll do maybe the breaker box, but they won't go through the walls. So if you've got the old lath and plaster walls, you'll want to certainly have that sort of information on the tip of your tongue where you're going to be telling the client, look, you know, uh, and it's probably going to be an ungrounded electrical plug. It's going to be a pain to get behind here, and you're going to need to get behind here to rewire unless of course they do something like go through the molding so these are all part of the recipe of items that you've got to have under your hat when you start talking about wall types and the reason why i wanted to include this segment now a lot of homeowners will also want to know for insurance purposes whether they have a brick home or a frame home and it's not obvious if you see brick on the exterior that doesn't mean you have a brick home the question is, what is holding this house up structurally? And if you've got a framed wall inside the brick, that's a framed home. Quite often, at least in my area, I will see where you've got a home maybe built in 1905 or 1920, and they actually had a couple of courses of brick that they used to create the structure of the house. And, you know, there is no framing on the exterior. At least if there is, it's been added since the original day. And yeah, the structure is brick. So framing is going to do better, obviously, in an earthquake or even in a tornado. Brick, you can have individual parts fall off. Obviously, where it's brick, no matter how good the mortar is, you've got a million different parts of the wall, each of which can come off. Maybe the mortar goes bad, and you can start to have crumbling or failure in any one of a thousand ways. So you will occasionally get the home buyer that wants to know whether you got a brick or a frame home. When you do so, when you find that out, you're going to want to go inside the property and just see if there's any indication that you've got framing that's happening. Obviously, if the home was built after about 1970, it's an easy answer. It was a frame home. If it was before then, you've got to do some further investigation and if it looks like you've got maybe just an 8-inch thick wall and it's brick on the outside and it's brick on the inside, perhaps covered with maybe a plaster, then you got the brick structure. Provide you with that information just so that you don't get caught flat-footed next time the buyer asks that sort of question. Okay, that wraps up this segment. You are uh, now ready to go as far as understanding the types and differences on interior and exterior walls. Thanks again for being part of the team, and go out there, do me proud.